0: This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I
1: 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: I'm Helen Farmer on today's Farmer's Kitchen. Oh my goodness, we are taking you around the world from Greek food with AI to Peruvian meets Brazilian meets Japanese at Sushi Samba. News of three new additions at Dubai's Time Out Market. Having some French in there, some Italian seafood. Speaking of French superstar culinary legend Pierre Gagne joining us on the line as well plus my goodness so much more so get ready to feel inspired get ready to feel hungry and get ready to go out and enjoy yourself on Dubai's best foodie scene. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I
1: 103.8 with Spinneys eat well live well
0: and speaking of favourite places we're celebrating timeout market today it is this fast becoming An absolute icon on Dubai's dining scene. Amazing views, of the fountains, the best of the city under one roof. And they've got some new additions. We're going to be hearing from those chefs in just a few minutes. But to give us some background internationally and here in the region, Clementine Kosh is joining us from Time Out Market Dubai. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you, Ellen. Do you not have the best job in the world? I do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I liked you. And then I thought about what your job might involve, which I suspect is meeting lots of lovely people, sampling and, lots and of lovely food. A lot as well. Tell us a little bit about the history of Time Out Markets internationally before it came to Dubai. Where did it all begin? So it all started in Lisbon. Uh, Time Out Market is, as you mentioned, is bringing the best
2: of the city under one roof. Um, and it's also created by the editors of the magazine. So it's basically bringing the magazine to life and bringing the best of what a magazine offers into under one roof. Uh, so after the success of Lisbon, it opened in uh, North America and and Canada, Montreal. So we have Boston, Chicago, New York um, and Montreal oh, and wow. then um, Dubai, which was in 2021, the opening. Uh, and we are opening next week in Cape Town, so wow. we are expanding, and uh, in the coming years also in the region. Uh, so Bahrain, um, we have Abu Dhabi also announced, and Riyadh. So it's 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 uh, beautiful
0: what, coming years for us. What I love about it, I could talk about this for a while. What I love about it is the opportunity to discover places from our own city. And so many of them are homegrown, you know, there's these independents, but they might be, you know, kind of scattered all over. So for me to come with the family, I can be getting my favourite bow and crispy sprouts from BB. You know, my kids will go and get their slice from Pitfire. You know, my my husband's getting the brisket, you know, and, and eating together with those views. But More than that, more than just for for residents, I think it's such a brilliant showcase for guests as well, for them to come and see what the Dubai dining scene has to offer. And we're sport for choice, which leads me to ask you, how on earth do you curate these restaurants? Because I'm sure the competition is pretty tough. It is, it is. So we um, curate the market based on the
2: trendiest and the most popular uh, restaurants that we know in town. We try to really have a good mix and to try to separate and to have each one option and give also the space to everyone Mm -hmm. that's the idea in dubai it works even better because we have plenty of nationalities so we can mix and bring all the cuisine so we have as you mentioned 17 home ground uh, kitchen our market and this is the concept so the idea is really to highlight uh, food and beverage but not only it's also culture and art and uh, live music that Mm. we have all throughout the week So, yeah, that's the beauty of, of this creation is really to also listening to our guests. Um, which kind of cuisine is, is maybe missing and looking at the beautiful and trendy concepts that are growing in town. You've had That's some the idea. fantastic events as well. Yes, we do. Are we really, have uh, regular monthly events. So um, I, I know that we had you at some point, uh, Helen, in I've, the market.
0: I have been along. I've had my face put on a drink and all sorts. <laughs> and actually, I had a funny situation the other day and my daughter went for a scuba diving lesson and her instructor went, oh, I'm just going to go to work. And she's the DJ for you guys. I was yeah. like, oh, Chef sorry. Yeah. Sarah is a DJ and a. You know. Yeah, she's with
2: us sometimes uh, Friday and Saturday
0: night It's Just good vibes and good food. We're going to be talking next to the men behind a couple of the brands that are newly on board a time out market. I'd love to hear from you guys about some of your favourite under one roof there. Best chefs, best restaurants, cuisines from all over the world, and ultimately a real celebration of the Dubai dining scene. 4001, you've got the app, you've got the WhatsApp up next. We're going to have some Italian and some French joining that market.
1: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai
0: Eye 103.8
1: with Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: We are giving you some ideas for where to go and what to eat this weekend because there are three fantastic new additions to Time Out Market Dubai to the chefs in studio today. Chef Kelvin Jun was on just recently. Little Jun's is also there, but so delighted to announce you can be trying on the by Elici And my one of my neighborhood chums, Audion, is now at timeout. We've got the chefs behind these guys right with us in the studio today. Let's let's go, let's start with French i um, so, so thrilled to introduce you the Chef Thomas. Thank you so much for being here. And how does it feel? You've got your second branch so quickly. Yeah, it's
3: very cool. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you so much. So yes, we, we finally have our branch with, uh, where we can gather. So, what, this so is it's, thing uh, about Odeon. Yeah.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the OG branch. As I said, it's in my neighbourhood. We buy baguettes from you most weekends, but it's so much more than that. You've got Downstairs. Yeah, we have, we
3: have lot of, like three concepts. So, so we have a big villa in, uh, on Jumeirah Beach Road. So, on the ground floor, you find our market. So, where we have all our patisserie, our cheese, our croissants, our fresh fish from France, our butchery, a lot of nice products that we have for for like j- specific jams, olive oil, vinegar. Lovely Very nice gift, yes. Mm, now Christmas is coming and we have beautiful, uh, beautiful products.
0: And then upstairs?
3: And upstairs we have a restaurant. Uh, we actually have two floors, one for the lunch and the breakfast. And then we have our beautiful rooftop that we opened uh, two weeks back now uh, with a beautiful uh, Burj Khalifa view. So it's not licensed, but, uh, but we are doing very traditional French food. And, uh,
0: and bringing this all together now in Timeout Market because you, you're going to be having, I guess your kind of edit of Audion for a, a different market, a different neighbourhood. How have you chosen what's going to be on the menu and what so, can we so look for? So we have a,
3: a long, a long uh, <laughs> exchange with with the team of Timeout Market, uh, and we choose like what's our bestseller in uh, in, in Audion in the main one. The bestseller in the restaurant and in the market. So, of course, we have all our pet- patisserie. We have beautiful cheese board and and few cold cuts, and we have our main bestseller dishes in the restaurants. So Where we have our beef tartare, our foie gras, and all these nice dishes.
0: Well, huge congratulations! As I Thank said, you. if you haven't been to Audion, um it is a bit of a. I just think it feels like a lovely little refreshing part of the city. I feel it's 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 a weird thing to say that I'm like places where i don't feel like i'm in dubai sometimes yeah yeah we we'll try I, to and i yeah i walk in and you know buying your baguette um going upstairs for a very kind of casual lunch it's the best butter in the city <laughs> i will tell you that so audience now at time out market and chef Domenico's is with us today from on the bialicci adding some italian flair some seafood and more how are you
4: hi helen very good
0: Congratulations. Thank you so much. What, what does it mean to have be been selected for such a kind of exclusive group of Dubai restaurants?
4: It's something very interesting to be part of the Timeout Market, to be surrounded by many great uh, chefs, many great concepts, all local grow from Dubai. And of course, with uh, with Onda by Alici, we bring a part of the Southern Italian experience to Timeout Market. Uh, so we select some of the dish from Alici and we... We had some of the street food as well from the south of Italy, mm-hmm. sa- something with Andania Lici, uh, some octopus panini, some uh, red Mazzara prawns Carpaccio, nice rose selection oyster tuna, so really, really cool stuff.
0: It must be interesting as a as a chef to think about a different location and you know being around other restaurants and how you interpret your menu for that space. Um, has it been exciting to kind of bring in items that maybe wouldn't necessarily be a natural fit for the the original lychee?
4: Actually, it fits very well I think in, into the concept of timeout because we select that area of the cuisine from the south of Italy that it is more a kind of a street food. So we we are able to showcase the southern Italian cuisine in a different way Mm -hmm. in time out market so it's interesting
0: also joining us in studio Clementine Closch joining us as a I guess as I said the job that I think many people would (laughs) like to have um what was it about these two restaurants that you thought that they'd be a really good fit for your curated so
2: as you very clearly mentioned we were really missing um, mainly for the french food that we never had is the first time we have french food uh, and I'm French, so I'm very proud of it. <laughs> uh, the, the cheese boards. The cheese boards and the kind of tapas style. I think this is something that was
0: really missing. It makes a lot of sense when you think about someone coming in, you know, maybe done some shopping. They want to watch sunset or the fountains. Maybe don't want a full meal. But, exactly. You know, a nibble, a drink, the views. I would imagine most people will come for a nibble, a drink, the views, and then stay and order more food because it's impossible to resist. We try. We try to make them say <laughs> as much as <laughs> we can. But yeah,
2: that was really something uh, that we... That we missed, and for Alici, it was really about uh, Italian seafood, um, crudo. As you said, this is something that uh, we 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 felt was missing Uh and then yeah when you when you think of it
0: when we thought of it with the editors it was just the right fit. It's interesting because um I've heard you've got a saying which was if it's great it goes in the magazine if it's unmissable it goes in the market. Exactly. Do you find yourself having favorites sometimes or do you get excited and be like oh my goodness you've got to come and try this dish?
2: Yeah yeah I mean y- y- When you experience the market, you really have so many different options that it's a place for everyone, for kids, families, but not only. And I think this is the beauty of the concept is that you can just come with your friends, visiting your family, and everybody has a bit of
0: everything. Now, forget that... Thomas is here forget that Dominico is here (laughs) because obviously your answer would be these guys food but if we're going to come to Time Out Market this weekend you who is there an awful lot um, tell us Clementine what are some of your favorite dishes right now I knew the question was going to come just just because it's impossible to to edit to eat it all but you know you've got a bit of an inside track what are some of your faves I'm uh,
2: I'm, I'm very I'm a big foodie so I love uh, every kind of food and around this table, I have obviously my hometown, France, but I'm also married to an Italian. So <laughs> Italian food became also my, my life. Uh, obviously every kitchen is very special. Uh, you have Indian food with Masti that is exceptional. Uh, you have Reef that is obviously, uh, the food is extremely, good and consistent and then you have all also our dessert part with scoopy if you want to grab uh, an ice cream so bb social as you mentioned is also something very specific with the bows mm-hmm. uh, so really i cannot really choose one i'm sorry uh, ellen
0: <laughs> but that means you can go back to time at market this afternoon and everyone will still be friends with you so well done <laughs> guys thank you so so much chefs an absolute pleasure to to catch up with you and also on a Friday I'm, I'm sure you're very busy indeed Thomas thank you so so much I'll probably see you
3: it's, it's a pleasure to, to come with you
0: I will cycle for my baguette tomorrow so morning much, and Dominica, always a pleasure Clementine thank you so much you. for sharing your passion for a really special part of the city and of course bringing together some of the best in the business Time Out Market Dubai open now and three new additions for you to enjoy this weekend this is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I 103.8
1: with Speed Eat well, live well.
0: With us now is a chef who might have been keeping under the radar as his first time in the hot seat here at Farmer's Kitchen, but he's definitely made his mark when it comes to Dubai's culinary scene and actually internationally as well. Finding out more now about Chef Nathan Rueff. and he is going to be in the kitchens at the brand new Jumeirah Masa Al Arab one of Dubai's most hotly
5: anticipated hotels.
0: Chef, how are you?
5: I'm very good. Thank you to invite me.
0: My pleasure. Very Thank happy. you for making the time on a Friday as well. I know well, we're going to talk about how busy you are in a few minutes because you've got a few things, a few uh, a few pots on the fire right now. Uh, before exactly. we talk about what you're working on, tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up and when did you think that the chef life was for you?
5: So, yeah, I, I grew up in France uh, near Paris. It's a small city called Saint-Germain-en-Laye. Uh, so it's yeah, 30 minutes from Paris. So I grew up there since I'm I'm kids, And I have also a lot of family in uh, all different parts of France. My uh, grandfather and grandmother was in Brittany. Uh, the other part of my family was in south of France. So I used to, to travel during vacation. So I know, I know a bit more than Paris. In You've France.
0: eaten your way around the country. What are some of the foods or smells that take you back to your childhood, Chef?
5: So, uh, yeah, there is a lot of things I could say, but especially, as I said, I think a, lo- a lot of people in my family are cooking well. <laughs> I would say my mom, my father, my grandfather and grandmother. But if I have to choose something, sorry for my mom and my dad, but I would choose uh, the food that made my my grandparents when I was kids. Like uh, they were having a restaurant in Paris, also a kind of um, a bistronomic uh, restaurant, and we used to to eat there once a week with my with my sister. Mm. It was uh, I remember it was every Wednesday because in France you don't have uh, school uh, Wednesday afternoon. So we were we went there yeah once a week, and we had uh, I have very good memories of you know a big piece of uh, roasted chicken, uh, some Dover sole with uh, with uh, with a beurre blanc sauce, you know. And this kind of the small potato that's has been cooked in the in the fat of the chicken for one and a half hours, oh, I start to be hungry again. I uh, yeah. by speaking about it. I know.
0: Yeah. I a, do. You know what I had my for my lunch today: half <laughs> a sandwich, a packet of crisps, and a Tim Tam, which was wow. fine. But now I'm hearing about Dover sole uh, and beautiful little potatoes.
5: I, w- I was not having Dover sole and roasted chicken uh, every day, just to just to you know to just confirm. Wednesday, yeah. Just Wednesdays, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like this was. This was inevitable. You had people around you cooking. You were exposed to amazing produce from all over the country. And you've gone on to work all over the world. You've been in the UAE for three years now, working in some of the best hotels in the city Burj al Arab, Minsalam, Al Qasr. And now, a sort of a a new journey, Masa al Arab. We can't say exactly when it's going to be opening, but what's it like to work on a hotel brand where it's all new. It's all fresh. Where does where does your head start to go as a chef when it comes to conceptualizing spaces and dishes? Yes.
5: Yeah, so yeah, it's it's a really really big opening. It's uh, we are working for for the opening. It's been now more than six months. So I know that a lot of people are waiting that that we are open and we are really excited because Jumera Group is a fantastic group and we have a lot of talented chefs and like most. So, FNB wise, uh, most of talented people. So, yeah, we, I cannot mm. tell you a lot, uh, but <laughs> I, I can say that I will be in charge of the residences. But there is two buildings there is the, the big hotel and the small one on, on the side, which is the, the residences. So, I will be chef in charge of the residences part. And I can tell you that we will have one main restaurant and we will have a main restaurant with uh modern french fusion cuisine i i already said too much but i can tell you that we will have you know. It will be a generous portion, sharing style. We want to have some big table. We want to have, uh, you know, to bring something new also in Dubai, something that people didn't see yet. So from the breakfast to the dinner, it will be a different kind of approach of cuisine and it will be very, very nice.
0: I'm very envious of the people that get to live in the residences and have you as their kind of neighbourhood chef. That sounds incredible. Um, So you're obviously very busy with that, but you've decided to start a supper club as well, because because why not? Tell us about the decision to turn your talents to your own kitchen at home. Where did that idea come from?
5: Yes, exactly. Like it was it was not enough, you know. It was not <laughs> enough for us. But I have to say that the idea came from... Uh, my partner, Angela, I, I think she's uh, listening now, so she will be very happy that I, I'm telling her name. So Shout the, the, out, Angela. The, the, the idea came from, from her and she said, okay, let's make another challenge in our life. Uh, we have a free Saturday and sometimes Sunday. So let's, let's make some, uh, some challenge and let's open our, uh, our supper club. So I said, yeah, le- let's try. So we are doing a, a, a French fine dining menu that's, uh, a bit different that, than what I'm doing since I came in Dubai. Uh, we are doing an eight courses menu <gasps> with a wonderful product. We are uh, working with the with the best supplier in Dubai that bring the the best product. So we have from uh, fragra to uh, to truffle to uh, the best beef wagyu. Uh, we have some good fish also, some bluefin tuna. So it's, it's an amazing menu. I worked uh, on it since uh, the past months. We did the tasting two weeks ago. And uh, now our first dinner will be uh, Sunday 19th of November. So there is still some slot available.
0: Okay. How many, how many people are you going to be having at your, sh- sh- mm. at your We
5: We will have a table of eight people from okay. now. Uh, so we, everything we we started from scratch, like even at home, it was a bit of it investing because we didn't have a dining table in our living room, you know, so it was, we, we just bought literally everything and it's different when you are doing for, you are doing it for you because you are not in the restaurant and when you do an eight courses menu and you have to uh, think about all the items that you need mm-hmm. to make it happen, like it's quite big, so... Uh, we did it from scratch, and and yeah, we are we are very happy and excited to so, to host it.
0: First one's going to be the nineteenth. What are you calling it? What are you calling your supper club chef?
5: Sorry, the name. The name of the super club. It's à table. So à table is uh, it's it's a word that. Uh, you hear in France when, uh, for example, your your mom did the food, the food is ready, and, and she will scream it at home. Uh, a table it's the mm-hmm. word to to make you come at uh, at home uh, at the table and eat. You know, so we choose uh, we choose a table because it sounds a bit familiar for us, and mm-hmm. uh, and we, we we like this word. But the experience is not only about the food. We have uh, very good food, and we want also people to. Uh, learn something about France and we have um, like each dishes that the people will eat, they will have a card on the table, they will turn the card and a French expression will appear and Angela will make a whole story around, around the French expression and it will be also linked to my dish. I have a uh, a lot of stories about uh, all the cards, so it's it's quite interesting. I
0: love this because it's not just about food; it's about communication and education yeah. and the celebration of that. Produce. Like social
5: club, but with with the food inside. It's, really uh, good food. Yes,
0: Chef Nathan, thank you so much. For anyone that wants to find out more about a table, if you want to send me the word "chef," I will see if I can get you a link get a link for you for you so to uh, come along for. Eight courses, eight people, fine dining, French fusion. Thank you so much, Chef. Thank um, you very will much. Will you come back when you can tell us more about the hotel?
5: Of, of course, I will come back. I, it will be, uh, be before the end of the year. I will, okay. I will be able to be back. No I'll worries. hold you
0: to that. <laughs> Chef Nathan Rueff speaking to us. Uh, He's going to be there. massa Al Arab Hotel opening very soon indeed. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I 103.8.
1: With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: Joining us now is, well, a man I can only describe as a legend of the culinary scene. His restaurants have been awarded numerous Michelin stars. Head chef and owner of restaurants worldwide, including his native France. He's also had presence in London, Hong Kong, Tokyo, Korea, here in Dubai. And although his food is often described as modern, his style is still so deeply rooted and respectful of that French cooking tradition. Pierre Gagné, welcome to the show. How are you, chef?
6: Very well, thank you. I'm thank you. fine. Thank I'm you. happy to be in, uh, to be in uh, Dubai. Yeah.
0: We love having you back and you're in town celebrating some really amazing milestones. 15 years of Dubai and five years of
6: Pierre Titi.
0: Tell us about the changes that you've seen in the city in those 15 years, chef.
6: Oh, all is changing. Uh, the first time I came, 17 years ago, it was uh, where we live. Uh, festival Dubai festival was uh, it, it was the desert, nothing, nothing. Uh, uh, and now we have uh, the we have the so many buildings, so many restaurants. Uh, the, the energy is more and more. Uh, st- st- the city is more and more strong. Uh, uh, the the, the gastronomy scene. It's totally uh, new. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, there are many French now in town. For us, it's a good news. Yeah, no. So uh, no. No, uh, no, honestly, ten years ago, we, I was afraid because. Uh, the crisis was there, it was not easy for us, the city uh, uh, was not very well, but now we we, we see it now, it's, uh, Dubai is a real city, uh, it's a new world, huh? the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, moi, I love to come here. Yeah. Well, you've been
0: so integral, I think, in putting Dubai on the map. We saw some really big name chefs, but you were amongst the first to really recognize that Dubai had a place on the global culinary scene. And you've been so integral in in building it and and being there with us. Tell us a little bit about PSTT, what your concept was for initially and maybe some of your favorite dishes as well. Can you make us hungry, chef?
6: Alors, honestly we have not we, we have not signature dish uh it's my uh because uh, no it's my force it's my strong my strength mm-hmm. and my weakness uh, my weakness. because uh i'm quite creat- i'm somebody who is creative i try every season to to offer new, new, new test, new menu, and uh, honestly, we have no, we have no signature dish here. My, uh, that is my. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm like that all over the world, <laughs> but, but because now it's, it's so easy to. Each time I come in in Dubai, we have the possibility to have a, a new product. do so for 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 me, it's like a, it's, a, it's like a games the games is to, to play with that we find Mm -hmm. uh, from, from, from Australia, from France, from uh, Italy. uh, And uh, it's uh, because for me, the most important is to keep the pleasure to, to cook, the pleasure to share my, my competence with the, with the team. And at the end, uh, Give emotion to our guests. and The most important is that emotion, emotion.
0: Yeah, sharing that passion, and you've done that as a mentor through chefs. You've done it with diners. You're always there at the table, sharing your insights and your skills. And we're so happy to have you back in town, Pierre Gagné. Thank you so much for your time. I'm going to let you get back to the kitchen. I know you've got a busy weekend planned, and lots of your fans wanting to see you and. Eat your food, Pierre Gagne, an absolute pleasure. As we said, marking 15 years of you love in that. Dubai. Thank you. Thank you, chef. Appreciate your time as ever.
1: This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: We love introducing you to where to go, what to eat, to the chefs as well. And our next restaurant draws inspiration from Greek mythology, the world's flavours and even includes some AI. Xenon is known as a gastronomic adventure with a feast that pays homage to the gods. Let's ask Chef Lorenzo Boccherini, the executive chef at Xenon now, what the Greek gods eat. You can find Xenon at the address
7: downtown.
0: Chef Lorenzo, how are you?
7: Hello, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. And you?
0: I'm well. Thank you for making time for us on a Friday. My goodness, a new restaurant and uh, and lots going on. Tell us a little bit about the inspiration. How were you inspired by Greek mythology, and how does that translate to the menu?
7: So basically, we in Xenon we are trying to uh, bring the ancient food from you know and the Greek mythology they were trying they were eating before, and we bring to Xenon in, in a modern way, you know. So we have from the you know classic Greek dishes as a Greek salad, saganaki, this kind of you know, signature. Uh, important for us is to search products, for example for feta, we are looking for the best feta in the in the market. We're collaborating with the Afar in Greece, you know, that they age feta for us, more than uh, twelve years. Wow. Uh, yeah.
0: So you're, oh. you've got so you've got some traditional flavors aged twelve years, but you've also got some AI. I understand. How on earth are you working with that in uh, in the restaurant? What can that look like in real life?
7: So basically, we are trying to combine the two things: the old, old and the, the modern. You know, um, we get inspiration from uh, from the restaurant as well, from the uh, uh, screen that we have inside the. the the mode that they have in the screen, you know, we try to get inspiration from all of this.
0: What's the space like? Can you can you kind of paint us a picture of of the restaurant at Zenon? Sorry, say again. Can you tell us what the space looks like, and even a little bit about that digital element as well?
7: So when you when you come to Zenon, the first thing you see is uh, this huge screen, okay, where we showcase all the um, uh, AI imaging, you know, like 3D and uh, all stuff like that. Uh moving to the lounge is a beautiful lounge where we have a DJ, uh, a bar, the main bar is there. Uh, and then we have a terrace that we, we recently opened where we are doing serving shisha as well.
0: When you say screens, I feel like you're downplaying it a little bit. Because from, from what I've seen on Instagram, and you can check this out at Zen on Dubai, it's full wall. It's into the ceiling. Yeah, it's exactly. absolutely... Yeah. Astounding! Exactly. Um, tell us, I, we've only got a couple of minutes, chef, but I would love you to tell us if we're going to come this weekend. What should we be ordering in order to understand your philosophy on food? To understand what the restaurant's all about. Which dishes do you feel really showcase the restaurant? All
7: right, so for sure, uh, usuzukuri, which is a fish-like carpaccio um, of uh, of um, flounder, which is a Japanese um, a Japanese fish, mm-hmm. is one of our signature. Then we have uh, tuna tataki as well, another of our signature. Uh, Greek salad, why not, with this beautiful feta. We do a, a rigatoni pasta with the cream and caviar, which is absolutely amazing. And uh, uniku. Uniku is a Japanese uh, wagyu beef with uh, seared urchins on top and the ikura. Ikura is a salmon hack, marinated with the yuzu. These are some of our And I will not tell you more because you need to comment.
0: <laughs> what about... A sweet end to the meal. What's what's uh, some of your favorites on the dessert menu, Chef? The sweet, yes, dessert.
7: Ah, we have a beautiful ice cream with uh, marsala and uh, zabayon, which we serve with a little condiments around, and then they, each customer can play with it. You know, you can create your your uh, your flavors as you want. This one, and then we have uh, we are working with a new dessert which is coming up soon in the new menu. So basically, is a, um, a, a shape a mold of uh, uh, greek mythology asbust. Uh, uh, is a greek yogurt mousse there is many things also going on there um also, this one I would recommend.
0: Chef, thank you for your time. From, I mean, the inside echo looks stunning, but the terrace is open now at the address downtown Zenon um, here, making us think about dining out in a different way. So, thank you so much for your time. And you've made me My very pleasure. hungry indeed. Thank you so much, <laughs> Chef Lorenzo you, you. from Zenon. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I 103.8
1: with Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: I think if you were to calculate how many hours you spend at work, it's probably more than you spend with friends and family, which is why it's so important that you're in an environment and amongst people that raise you up, not bring you down, even in a highly stressful industry like hospitality. With us now is Rania Ruffel, the Chief People Officer at Sunset Hospitality Group, as we talk about how to create an amazing workplace and work environment. Rania, how are you? i'm great how are you i'm very well thank you because i'm very lucky to enjoy where i work and what i do and the people that surround me but i know that's not the case for i think honestly an awful lot of people sadly and when i think about hospitality i do think about it as being one of the most stressful environments um before we talk about mitigating that and some of the things that you guys have put in place tell us about i mean what a job title what is the role of a chief people officer?
8: Uh, to be honest with you, chief people officer, it, uh, it uh, includes everything that is related to the employee's well-being and uh, uh, to be responsible of their journey within the organization.
0: How many people are you responsible for? Because I understand there's 4,000 people globally. How many fall under your, your remit, Rania?
8: Correct. It's 4,200 employees globally. Wow. <laughs> and and you
0: responsible for all of them? Or, or how, do you, yes. how do you focus? Yes. We have, we have a big team. Gosh, that's huge. And so tell us a little bit about what you look for when you're bringing people together at sunset. Obviously, the qualifications are important, but what about other criteria?
8: Um, the main focus for us in the in the organisation, especially in Sunset Hospitality Group, with the uh, great expansion that we had the last couple of years, is to find the right talents. Uh, and this is how our people and our culture have been always uh, been our main drivers. Uh, so we are always committed to keeping our people at the heart of everything that we do in the in the organisation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one thing to look at a resume and say
0: yeah you could do the job, but do we want to work alongside you? You know Is this someone I want to see every morning or report into? Um, so what are some of those common challenges then when it comes to hiring, motivating, training, especially in the f and b industry that we might not see in other industries?
8: Correct. Uh, The hospitality industry is one of the uh, toughest industries uh, to be able to attract the talent, especially in an environment where there's a lot of competition uh, that comes along. Uh, In the hospitality sector, it's very hard to uh, promote a healthy work-life balance. Mm-hmm. And this is where the organization should play a major role, and um, in their strategies uh, of how to create this kind of uh, uh, um, environment to attract the talent, to retain the talent, and to grow the talent within their organization.
0: So, how? I guess that's the how. You know, what do you feel like yeah, you guys are yeah. doing that other people aren't that keeps attracting such such great talent?
8: Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. So we we. So it is it is very important for us in the last couple of years to focus on our culture. And this is where we uh, developed many strategies. Uh, uh, so we do believe that diversity uh, breeds the creativity and productivity, uh, starting from hiring the people, uh, providing them a clear career path uh, for career progression and initi- initiating employment opportunities for them. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, really supportive for us because we could uh, grow our people not only within UAE, uh, as you know, we have more than uh, 26 brands, but we was able as well to uh, grow them in different regions in Asia and Europe as well. Uh, so this is where they created, uh, we created for them an opportunity um, to, to be within the organization so investing in training thinking about career growth
0: opportunities um and it sounds like going you know above and beyond um you as i said we're working globally thousands of people we're in a very tech savvy space you know our phones are always an arm away um what about face to face communication how important is that when it comes to fostering this idea of hospitality in its truest sense
8: and it is one of the most important uh, things. Uh, uh, to, uh, it is one of our values to have a transparency in the communication. And uh, we do foster this uh, within our organization. We do believe that uh, building a culture of trust uh, within our, our organization uh, is very important for the sustainable future. And this is uh, aimed aim transparency, inclusion, diversity, and as well the ethics within the company.
0: It's really interesting to think about how this space has changed, because when I speak to chefs who've been working in hospitality for decades, my goodness, you know, the stories they can tell. And this is, you know, people I've had in the studio, my brother-in-law, who's, you know, trained in some of the the toughest kitchens in London. And it's really Mm -hmm. it's really important to think about how our attitude around mental health have changed in general. But also in hospitality, in the kitchens where those hours are long, you know, we need to be looking after these people because, you know, great food needs to be cooked with great love and great care. And you can't do that if you're tearing your hair out and, and hating your job. So it's, it's fantastic to hear that there are some initiatives and safeguarding in place, Rania. Um, if, you, if you could wish, well, I guess advice for anyone coming into the industry, what, what do you think it's really important? What do you need to have to thrive in the F&B industry?
8: They should enjoy what they uh, do. I always say it is about passion. If someone does not enjoy uh, what they do, they will uh, never do it uh, uh, in a proper way. Uh, It is very important uh, uh, as an employer as well to create for the people a safe and healthy work environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, so people can and a positive well-being uh, where they can uh, continue uh, to grow within the organization. Um, Yeah.
0: Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, Rania. Really interesting to think about what what has changed, what perhaps needs to change in other companies as well. Um, Chief People Officer, a very busy uh, job indeed, especially with those thousands of people across the globe. Really appreciate your time, Rania Rafael uh, from Sunset Hospitality Group.
1: This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I 103.8 with Spinnies. Eat well, live well.
0: We love celebration, we love collaboration, and so many chefs coming together, working together. Two of them in the studio right now. For the first time in Dubai, chef Jose Luis Chavez is bringing his Peruvian expertise, intertwining with Chef Sumun's Japanese-Brazilian-Peruvian influences at Sushi Samba, marking two years of one of Dubai's most popular restaurants. I don't know where to begin with you two. Um, in fact, Jose, I'm going to start with you. You're, you have your own restaurant in New, in New York. You are joining us um, from Mission Cerveche. Tell us about your heritage, though. Where did you grow up and what's in the mix?
9: Yes, of course. Um First, thank you for having me here. My pleasure. Um, I was born and raised in Venezuela, Mérida. Uh, father from Peru, mother from Colombia. And when I was 20, I decided to be in a chef and I moved to Lima, Peru. I did my uh, culinary career in Lima. And uh, one day I met this beautiful American woman. And that's the reason how I moved to New York. Wow. Back to 2012, yes.
0: It's one thing to move to New York. It's another thing to carve out a career there mm-hmm. and open a restaurant in one of, I think it's safe to say, probably the, one of the toughest cities in the world when yeah. it comes to opening and closing restaurants. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your own place. What was your mission with that?
9: So I, I, I went to New York and started working like everybody, different places, uh, learning the language and the, and the culture and everything. Uh, back to 2015, I was working for uh, this French restaurant. And they sent me to the south of France to open a uh, pop-up and film festival in Cannes. I was a sous chef, so my uh, I was doing all the specials and doing ceviches, what I learned to do in Peru, which is seafood and lime and chili peppers. And one day, this French guy's uh, co-worker was walking, and he asked me, what is this? And I said, this is fish. This is chili peppers and lime. Try it. And he tried it. And automatically, he have the idea to create a concept of um, like poke style, but with ceviches with the flavor of Peru. And that's how we started. He he have the vision. Um, go back to New York one day. He called me and it's like, "Hey, I found the space, the place to open." And I'm like, "What? What are you it's talking ha- about?" It's
0: happening. We're doing yeah, it? yeah.
9: So he's like, "Come." It was in Chelsea and Chelsea Market and Market in Chelsea. Um. Yes, little cornet. We have to build everything from scratch. Our own investment, little money. And it was not, nothing crazy. Um, and then... We started, right? like,
0: And now 2023, <laughs> it's brought you to Dubai in a roundabout kind of way. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to hear about another kind of love story. How you gentlemen met and brought your love of food together. Chef Kyung Sung Moon is uh, there at Sushi Samba. Great to have you in the studio again. How did you meet Chef Jose? Where did that begin?
10: So this is, a, to be honest, really is a fun story. So when I flying into to in the po- opening for po- Sushi Samba, so I just checking of the comfy where I to go, what is it, we are goal, like this, and mm. then I saw it's one of the Instagram. And then wow it's beautiful in the colorful passion. This is a for same matching of the sushi samba. So I just dropped maybe fifty fifty, I dropped a message to him. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I mean this 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 he and slid then into I, the I'm GMs. really really impressed your wow. passion, your color, your cooking philosophy. Can you do that? in supposed to come to the sushi samba. And then he replied to me.
0: And here he is. We're going to be talking about how these chefs have been working together, the masterclass they did today. And yes, making you hungry for some incredible food tonight. Joining us in the studio, not one, but two amazing chefs.
1: You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: Bringing together two greats of the culinary scene now. Chef Kyung Soo Moon of Sushi Samba. And for the first time in Dubai, Chef Jose Luis Chavez from Mission Cerveche in New York. They're both in the studio. They've been cooking together, creating together. Um, I wanted to ask when you first became aware of Sushi Samba, because it's iconic now, Jose. When did yeah. you
9: first realize that it was a thing? And- actually, I actually have a, a cool story about this. Uh, when I moved to New York in 2012, um, I was not used to get uh, emails to apply for work, so I just literally walking on the street, giving resumes everywhere. And I'm walking in the West Village, and I see this huge restaurant, beautiful pack of people, and I see this name Sushi Samba, and I'm like, wow, this sounds cool. So I went inside, I introduced myself. Everybody was busy, so no much time to to this guy. And but I get to the chef. And I give my resume to the chef and I say, hey, I went to the grand school in Peru and called me. He said, yeah, yeah, we will contact you. I never get a call. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But after many years, I get a a message from uh, Sushi Samba from Chef Moon. And now I'm here in in Dubai.
0: (laughs) See, it was right people, right restaurant, just... Ten years, eleven years—too early. <laughs> so, Chef Moon, what's it been like sharing your kitchen? What have you guys been been working
10: on? So we tried to the second anniversary in the position Samba. So a good motivation of the this kind in the stab is his cooking style. Of course, is guest wise also very interesting in the new style of the ceviche, mm-hmm. and then stab also very motivation is the second anniversary in the different technique cooking. So this is all of. the... All of the fate come from in nice harmony, so this is one of the in the for like event for our second anniversary.
0: That's perfect, right? To the food, that's what I want to talk about. What have you been creating together? Can you give us some of the flavors, some of the ingredients?
9: Yeah, no, no. This has been an amazing ex- experience, Chef. Thank you very much for having me here. This has been amazing. So we actually bring uh, seven cars, seven dishes from our restaurant in New York. We're getting to the Michelin guy in 2021. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, So we have a couple dishes that always been in the menu, signatures, and we have it in the sushi samba menu for three days. Plus we did a couple of events, right? Yep. We we did yesterday a tasting menu for 12 courses. Whoa. Yeah, and today we did a master class, um, which was very successful, right? People happy. And, and not only that, the connection with the team, right? With, with Chef Moon, I feel like we did a great connection. We're working really well together. So it's just been amazing, amazing experience. So
0: tonight, I think, is the last chance to kind of catch you in the kitchen at Sushi Samba. Yes. What should we be ordering? I want your, like, top chef recommendations.
9: Well, I got one of my favorite dishes right now, which is a tuna tartare. Um, we, we ha- we're working with bluefin tuna. We make a sauce made it with aji amarillo it's a Peruvian chili pepper little touch spicy and and also have jusu this Japanese lime and we make a cracker with cassava or yuca which we also made it with aji amarillo and we paint it with this ink. so when you see the plate looks like uh like a piece of uh paint wow you it's can odd. you can see the difference between the cracker and the and the tuna so that's
0: what Definitely a, one. What about you, Chef I Moon? Mean, what have you been excited to be serving up?
10: So this is a, one of the in the for scallop. So scallop also he sliced in the nice giant scallop, little bit open, and they put in the inside in the sushi rice. It's on top of the his little bit in the parmesan, and then poiger and the nice great grate in the black truffle, and then on top truffle honey. Oh, so when you buy, always he mentioned to me, Chef Moon, when you buy food close eye one mask <laughs> if you, yeah. you want to have the experience you yeah. have to close your and eyes and then close eye you one mask and then you're applying to Peru oh my God. do you know what's so <laughs> lovely is it's, it's
0: so nice to you've obviously got such respect for each other and it sounds like you've really enjoyed yeah, this yeah we're time. very happy
9: thank you it's yeah. really
0: cool um, Jose it's your first time to Dubai yes ma'am what have your I don't know did it meet expectations was it different to what you were expecting
9: it's, uh, it's been absolutely beautiful um I've been working these couple of days right but um the the team right the team is being very friendly uh the city' is clean, you know you see hospitality. Uh, tomorrow and Sunday actually is going to be my two days to, to know more about okay yeah. this is a great this is a so great so if you guys one. have any, any recommendations please right
0: well, obviously you've been to Sushi Samba so we can take that off the list Chef I Min mean, where do you feel like chefs go to eat in Dubai let's get the industry insider take where are we going
10: of course it's, uh, he tried to in the Arabic cuisine
0: yeah let's do yes. some street this too. is Dubai
10: yes <gasps> okay
0: so we're going to do I mean can we take him take him for some Astadi kebab in Bur Dubai oh, yes. can oh, we nice. do really some chag-
10: Core, nice green in the juicy, in the kebab. Yeah. It's hummus. You're dipping hummus underneath. and then eat. And what is the sauce? Uh, the the, the f- garlic. garlic sauce? Yeah. Or what is the name?
0: I can't remember. Ah, yeah. So good. But but basic, shawarma. Basically, I was like, you want a shawarma, but you you want one that's going to cost around five dirhams. Okay. okay. You want that's five. The real one. You, you really don't want to be spending. Like this is, I will always call, call it Diapha Street. It's now 2nd of December Street. But al Malah best eaten at about 3 a.m. Okay. Falafel... Actually, this weekend, if you're that here sounds, on, if that you're here like on Sunday. That sounds like a for tonight. Yeah, right? Yeah. Sunday afternoon, though, if you're still around on Sunday, Cave in Al-Sakal is having a market. They're doing fresh Palestinian falafel, That's going to be amazing. I'm kind of jealous that you're getting to discover Dubai (laughs) through like the chef's eyes for the first time.
9: I I hope it's not the the first time. You know, I want to come back with my family too.
0: Amazing. We'd love to have you. We'll put together a little foodie eating tour. Right, chef? Thank you very much. In the meantime, the eating pleasures are ours. You're in the kitchen tonight. Sushi Samba. Chef Jose, Chef Moon, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Sharing your friendship, sharing your passion, making us very hungry indeed. And yes, Come back soon. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye
1: 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well.
0: We are filling your social calendar and filling your tummy now. The Farmer's Market is back for its 15th season this coming Sunday, 12th of November, starting at 8am. And it's in a whole new location. Joining us now is Laurent And Thank you so much for sparing some time just a few days before a brand
11: new season. How are you, Laurent? I'm very fine. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. I'm quite familiar with the farmer's market because I've been coming for a number of years and I'm so happy it's back. But for anyone that's not familiar with what it's all about, what are the origins? What, what's the history?
11: Well, long story short, it all started in uh, 2009 when a lady came from called Yael Mejia came from UK to establish her uh, brand baker and spice oh, uh, in the uae baker and Spice. Remember. yeah
0: best shakshuka i've ever had in my life
11: absolutely absolutely and uh, so she was very particular about using as many local produce as possible so she discovered that there were many farms producing locally but they were not they were mostly keeping it for personal purpose and not really selling so she started sourcing from them and uh, she uh, learned very quickly that they had much more than they could sell. So she naturally proposed to bring them together to the heart of the city. And uh, this is exactly how the first farmer's market uh, was born on the 23rd of April 2010 on the terrace of Sukalbahar, bahar opposite Burj Khalifa.
0: And then it's had a couple of different locations over the years. Where else have we visited?
11: Yeah, absolutely. So um, over the first six years, it actually re- relocated three times from uh bahar It went to Dubai Marina Promenade. Then it went to Jumara Emirates Towers. Mm. And then it ended in uh, Bay Avenue, in Business Bay, where it finally uh, found a stable place to be um, until now
0: until now it's back in a whole new location and when I think about the times I've had at that farmer's market it's been a case of discovery to be honest I mean yes the farms of course and some of the produce which we're going to touch on but also some really great homegrown brands I remember Boone coffee you know yes. it, giving out free samples just absolutely. as she was starting absolutely you know or just you know just kind of testing the market is there are people interested in Ethiopian coffee and now she's got branches all over the city it's it's a really special origin story for a lot of people.
11: And it's and it's interesting because the, even in terms of coffee, when we look at how the landscape was at that time mm-hmm. and how it is now, it's evolved so much. But the farmer's market was always about very passionate people, about good food and honest food. And they really wanted to share... What they were bringing and they were experimenting and it's a it's a it's a work in progress it keeps it keeps changing all the time farmers keep experimenting vendors keep experimenting and uh, we invite everyone to come in and discover that
0: it's going to be at dubai ladies club jamira yes. beach road this sunday from 8 a.m until one absolutely you're bringing together people that have been with you for years farmers from you know years and years ago but also some new elements as well and it's interesting you mentioned there about how much things have changed because 15 years ago i mean in terms of the produce it's night and day compared to what people are growing now in the UAE. How have you seen it evolve in terms of that produce?
11: I mean, it's it's tremendous because we've been doing this for... I mean, the farmer's market has been going on for a very long time. And um, every year there are more and more produce, more and more varieties. Just to give you an idea, last... I checked that last uh, last night. La- uh, last season, we had approximately 60 plus produce. But when you include all the varieties, you have 170 varieties.
0: All grown here?
11: All grown here. Wow. Organic uh, because we have five farms that are certified organic from Abu Dhabi, Alain, Sharjah, Quwain. And, and also a dairy farm. And just to give you an idea about the diversity that you can find, we have last season, we had 25 varieties of tomatoes. We had nine varieties of lettuce, 15 varieties of capsicum. You literally have all sizes and shapes and colors. And I mean, it's amazing to see it.
0: Oh, my goodness. And what else is new for the new season at Dubai Ladies
7: Club?
11: So for the new season, first, our farmers and vendors are going to keep doing what they were doing and they will do more of it. So for instance, the dairy farm that we have uh, from Dubai, they are going to bring more regional cheese. And uh, but we also have new vendors. So, for instance, Below Farm, the mushroom farm in Abu Dhabi. So they will join us, and we're very excited about it. Their, because
0: their mushrooms are amazing. Absolutely. I, I remember we had one last year with a pink oyster mushroom, and we were watering it, like like tending absolutely. to absolutely. It was honestly like having an advent calendar. Every yes. morning, my children <laughs> would rush into the spare room to see how much had grown overnight. Those guys are amazing.
11: Exactly. So they will. Uh, they are joining us, and then we also have uh, the rolling cart, which. Uh, they make uh, premium handmade wooden toys for uh, for kids, and uh, we also have Tickle Tickle doing uh, organic baby clothing. Tickle Tickle, exactly. How cute! And uh, and we have more coming, but actually we we, we, we cannot reveal at the at this moment. Mm. So we invite people to stay tuned and see what comes.
0: So this is Sunday, Dubai Ladies Club. The yes. Farmers Market is back. Yes. Um, why do you think it's important to have markets such as this, Laurent?
11: well it's important because um it's about supporting local producers and uh it, all these buzzwords nowadays food security sustainability mm-hmm. food miles um we've been aligned with this for 14 years and there is so much that's been grown here uh, it's it's unbelievable and there is more uh, one of our farms sometimes they have customers coming from south america and they will come back to dubai with new seeds wow and they will give it to them and then they will start growing it and before you know it suddenly you have a, you have a restaurant in Jumeirah that is using like genuine produce from South America and uh, we have another farm in Al last year he he grew so many lemon trees and he started bringing lemons from here so it's very important i think to 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 see what can be grown here mm-hmm. uh, the taste is amazing it's freshly harvested so when you when you get it here it's fresh it tastes different and it's there's so much diversity that uh, people should come and, and discover it.
0: I quite agree. I will be there on Sunday. I wanted to know, as the man in the know, what should I be shopping for? What do you? What are you incapable of leaving the farmers' market without in your bag?
11: It's difficult to say. I mean, the, the newcomers—they always come to me and they're like, uh, "Hey, which is the best farm?" And I tell them, I said, "There's no best farm. They're all different." And even when I shop, because I shop there also every week. Um, I pick from every farm. I know what to buy from which farm and uh, and it's never the same week after week. So it really is like a trial and error. Keep trying and then after a point you become used to it and then you make better choices. But I would say just come to 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 do your grocery shopping for the week. We have also an amazing selection of breads and uh, and then we have a lot of other products that would complement perfectly the shopping bag so uh, we have honey from all over the world we have olives from greece we have Levantine products we have plant-based items uh we have oof, come uh, so hungry the, so the samples
0: <laughs> the shopping thank you Laurent, so much for anyone that does want to find out more is there a website and instagram that i can point people to mm-hmm. or is it just turn up to dubai ladies club at 8am
11: well you can follow us on the instagram account farmers market dubai and then uh, you can just show up on Sunday 8am to 1pm uh, but to begin the season we will only operate uh, every 2 weeks so this month it's on the 12th of November and 26th of November
0: so that's Farmers Market Dubai on Instagram. You'll be able to see some of the projects um, and the map Dubai Ladies Club. I'll see you on Sunday. Yeah. I'll come to your office next. See you on Sunday. You can show me around and be my personal shopper. Absolutely. Laurent, thank you so much for your time. You. Go and get organised just two more days until the brand new season starts. Thanks for being with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen. You
9: can tune in live every single Friday afternoon between 2 and 5 on Dubai I 103.8.